520, and this is the KDLL Evening News for Wednesday, February 21st on 91.9 FM, Kenai Soldatna. Listener-supported public radio for the central Kenai Peninsula. I'm Riley Board. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up, the legislature continues to grapple with a complex education funding bill, and a popular play about Alaska history is now a class. But first, a former Kenai car dealership will become a transit hub for an upcoming tribal-run bus system. The Kenaitse Indian tribe has been working on developing a fixed-route bus system on the Central Peninsula for a few years now. The bus would serve the general public, not just tribal members. Consultants presented preliminary plans for the system in November, where they described two buses running all day between Kenai and Soldatna, Monday through Friday, with stops like the Kenai Airport and Central Peninsula Hospital. Earlier this month, the tribe announced its purchase of the former Kendall Ford property in Kenai. The spot will serve as a hub for the bus, and will be called Hut Klenka, which means sled house in Denaina. The building sits on a three-acre parcel just east of the center of Kenai, at the corner of the Kenai Spur Highway and Marathon Road. The space has more than 20,000 square feet and has a large mezzanine. In addition to being a hub for the new bus system, the center will host the tribe's full transportation fleet, which includes 65 vehicles. The new facility will provide a cleaning and maintenance location for the fleet, along with office space and conference rooms. A tribal council member thanked the Federal Transit Authority for its help in identifying a building and overcoming roadblocks. The tribe is coming close to the launch of the bus system, according to the announcement, but no specific date is identified. The Alaska State House took up a wide-ranging education bill Monday, but the proposal hit a key snag before debate even started. Three members representing areas off the road system voted against a key procedural question. That kept the bill from advancing to a full vote of the House and threw the future of the bill into limbo. One of those members, Independent Rep. Bryce Edgman of Dillingham, said he was concerned about provisions added by the House Rules Committee last month. I did not know what button I was going to push. But when it came down to it, after a whole bunch of soul-searching, talking with a couple of my brethren from the Bush caucus, um, before I can vote on a bill that has a lot of provisions in it, which are really unvetted, I don't know what this charter school provision does. I don't know what the amendment does. Yet we're about to have that committee as a whole discussion, apparently. The bill would ease the approval process for charter schools, boost correspondence schools and student transportation, and bolster internet speeds across the state. It would also increase the base student allocation, a key piece of the state's education funding formula, by $300. Representatives C.J. McCormick of Bethel and Neil Foster of Nome, both Democrats, joined Edgman in opposing the Rules Committee's version of the bill. Those three members represent key votes in the 23-member Republican-led House Majority Caucus. Rules Committee Chair Representative Craig Johnson, an Anchorage Republican, encouraged lawmakers to allow debate to go forward. Johnson argued it was at least worth talking through the merits of the bill. A lot of stuff dies with this vote today. So I ask you to uh, 
search your soul. Are we better off surrendering or are we better off at least vetting it, getting our positions known, and the will of the body is the will of the body. The debate comes as school districts across the state brace for significant cuts. The $300 per student increase included in the House bill would be less than the state provided in one-time funding last year, even after a veto from Governor Mike Dunleavy cut the amount in half. Johnson, the House Rules Chair, said he was open to debate on larger increases. The House is continuing the debate on the bill. And finally, a play that took Alaska by storm seven years ago is now a high school social studies class. As KBBI's Jamie Deep reports, the creators of Aluxia Alaska helped develop Passages Alaska, a new curriculum that helps to indigenize how Alaska history is taught in schools. The new curriculum comes from Aluxia Alaska, a 2017 theater production from Ping Chong and Company. The play combines the experiences of creator and co-director Ryan Conero living in Alaska as a young person from outside the state with that of Gary Upayak Beaver, who is Central Yupik from Kasikaluk near Bethel. Ping Chong and Company Education Director Christina Bixland says the production sparked a lot of community interest in turning the stories into curriculum, particularly in Bethel. Brought up a lot of curiosity and interest from community members and educators saying, wow, this would be kind of a great foundation for an Alaska Studies course. Conero worked with arts educators and curriculum specialists to do just that. The team worked to develop a course that not just taught historical events, but also allowed students to explore the concepts through art projects. From storytelling and conducting interviews to creating political cartoons, the curriculum would encourage students to connect what they learned from the classroom to their own community. They did a test run of the course with three classes in the Lower Kuskokwim School District in 2021. After refining it in 2022, they created a curriculum that is now available across the state. In addition to teaching social studies standards, the course also incorporates arts and cultural understanding standards. Jennifer Romer worked on the project as a curriculum writer whose main role was to incorporate state standards into the curriculum. She says in addition to the challenges of following the standards, lots of work needed to go into preparing teachers for the class. In all of my trainings that I've done for educators, I've found that they don't feel like they have the background knowledge to teach the subject matter. The team tackled this from multiple angles. One was making sure the coursework taught the teachers correct pronunciation and made teaching the art content approachable. Their other strategy was designing the curriculum in a way that encouraged students to bring stories and aspects of their culture into the classroom. That's so their teachers could learn cultural competency alongside them. Nita Reardon worked as a language and cultural training specialist in the Lower Kuskokwim School District. She says their goal was to bring the student and community culture into the course. I was delighted that the student background knowledge and elders' background knowledge, or even the people who are Alaskans, to be involved in, in the history of their, their history. Conero, who has been involved with the project from its inception as a play, says this course gives people from different backgrounds the chance to connect and learn from each other. The project for all of us in Alaska to to um, do our best to kind of lean into trying to understand each other from all the varied perspectives that we have. And so that brought up challenges sometimes, and I'm really happy that we moved through them because I think that's the work that we want to be doing. 
The course is now available for schools to purchase the rights to use. Project members are working with the University of Alaska Anchorage to expand the curriculum. However, the expansion's details remain unclear. In Homer, I'm Jamie Deep. And that's all for tonight's KDLL Evening News. We had help from Eric Stone in Juno and Jamie Deep in Homer. You can find us online at kdll.org. I'm Riley Board. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.